When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Welcome. Here are the headlines. Dry weather worsens in Assam. COVID infections are rising in Nepal and Bangladesh. Are tea auctions still relevant? And two major grocery chains agree to carry flash-frozen tea leaves. More in a minute, but first, this important message. Avani empowers rural women practicing sustainable agriculture, including tea and crafts, such as weaving with natural fiber and plant-based dyes. Up in the towering Himalayas, Kuman is one of India's oldest tea regions. Today, we raise our cups in the name of Avani Kuman a nonprofit dedicated to strengthening farming communities. Cheers to a brighter future for all. To donate, visit avani-kuman.org. The Toklai Tea Research Institute in Assam has issued a special bulletin describing adverse growing conditions in western India, Rainfall is down by half, and temperatures are comparatively higher than normal. There were only four days of rain in April. Rainfall since January is down 205 millimeters, a substantial deficit compared to the long-term normal, according to the 10-page bulletin. Temperatures average 1.6 degrees centigrade above norms. Toklai warns that these variations favor pests that prey on weakened bushes. Severely affected bushes should not be plucked hard, and they must be allowed to recover with adequate rest, advises the report. The Economist Intelligence Unit writes that prospects for India's 2021-22 harvest are relatively weak, with only a partial recovery likely following a 9.6% fall in tea output in 2020. Quote, We now expect a broad stagnation in output in 2021, ahead of partial recovery in 2022. Production levels are likely to remain below pre-pandemic levels, even in 2022, according to EIU's monthly tea forecast. Learn more reading In-Depth India, a question and answer with Assam garden owner Raj Borua. 
Biz Insight. Tea growers in Kangra in Amashal Pradesh are experiencing great weather but unable to harvest. Production there is predicted to decline 70% to less than a million kilos because laborers who fled to the native villages during the winter have not returned. COVID fears are to blame. In the past year, 900 farms ceased harvesting tea as growers turned to more profitable crops. There now are 1,100 tea growers, down three-quarters from the more than 5,000 in 2010. The region produced 1.9 million kilos 20 years ago, but will struggle to produce 800,000 kilos in 2021. COVID-related deaths may double in the next month as the virus spreads to rural India, according to the Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore. Deaths now at more than 400,000 could rise to a million by the end of the summer. 20 million are currently ill. Attention has focused on the crisis in India But the spring wave has engulfed tea-growing regions in Nepal and Bangladesh. Here's a quick rundown. Dry weather cut yields by half during Nepal's first flush. Buds did not appear until April, three weeks later than normal. Scarcity means raw green organic certified leaves now earn farmers a guaranteed 100 rupees per kilo, up from 40 rupees per kilo last year. Export volume increased 65% to 9,700 metric tons in the nine months since July 2020. The price paid for exports set records in 2020, and prices are expected to remain high due to shortfalls in India, which purchases 80% of Nepal's tea. Nepal reported a 1,600% increase to 58,000 COVID infections last month. Army medical teams are mobilized this week to care for the ill as hospitals are overwhelmed. In Bangladesh, COVID restraints forced a 10% drop in year-over-year tea production in 2020, but output was sufficient to meet domestic needs. Consumption declined 10 to 15% due to strictly enforced lockdowns that included closing restaurants and tea stalls. The country witnessed a sharp rise in infections in April when the seven-day average reached 7,000 infections and a record 102 deaths reported on April 9th. Lockdowns have since driven the weekly average to below 200 infections in May. Are tea auctions still relevant? Pranav Bansali, Managing Director at Bansali and Company, tea traders since 1929, answers in the affirmative. Auctions continue to be very relevant and play an important role, he says. Currently, 45% of tea sold in India is auctioned versus 55% sold in private transactions. Price discovery at India's regionally dispersed auctions is an accurate reflection of the dynamics of demand and supply, says Bansali. Transitioning from outcry to digital auctions was the right decision, and if it wasn't for the e-auctions, the tea industry would have come to a halt during the pandemic, he says. 
Read more of Bonsali's views on the T-Biz blog. Major grocery chains Safeway and Sobeys, with 250 locations, will stock Millennia Tea nationwide in Canada. Millennia washes and flash freezes organic tea leaves for use as a culinary ingredient and in brewing tea. The result is a cup of fresh tea with greater concentration of tea compounds, according to company co-founder Tracy Bell. The certified organic tea is available chopped, compressed into individual portions that the company calls tea cubes, or as two leaves and a bud. Recipe suggestions include sauces, soups, and smoothies. Teas are sourced in Sri Lanka. Bell writes that the traditional path to market for wellness brands is through health stores. Quote, But as soon as the pandemic hit, the health industry stopped taking on new innovative products, and we needed to quickly rethink our business model, she says. A 10-store trial last summer in Sobeys led to a placement in 30 locations, says Bell. Quote, we were thrilled when they said yes to national distribution. Millennia Tea is also available online and at a few U.S. locations. A stand-up pouch containing 120 grams of tea sells for $25. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's India Tea Auction Prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 1st May 2021. Sales 17. With drought in North India, the South saw good demand for CTC. In Kochi, 91% of better CTC was sold. Also in Kochi, good Nilgiri leaf sold for a high of 256 rupees and a low of 180 rupees. Kunur saw a subdued dust market attributed to lockdown because of the COVID pandemic. Meanwhile, Assam continues to see drought even as Darjeeling, Duars and Terai finally received some rainfall. Indian analysts reported that the Indian Tea Association is trying to increase export markets. Poland and Canada are unfocused this year owing to the market size. India currently exports 2 to 3 million kilos to Canada and hopes to increase this to 10 million kilos over the next three years. Interestingly, this will not be as bulk tea, but as retail packaged tea. Poland's consumption stands at 40 million kilos annually, of which India accounts for about 6 million kilos. The push is towards increasing this volume as well. It will necessitate testing and certifications that are acceptable to both India and the export country. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade Teas works with tea purveyors at every scale, from promising startups to the world's largest multinational beverage brands in the hot, iced, and bottled tea segments. With U.S.-based formulation, blending, and packaging services, Q-Trade can help you innovate, scale up, and grow your specialty tea brand. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. May is Tea Month. The United Nations Designated International Tea Day will be celebrated on May 21st this year, and you can once again participate from the comfort of your home. The second annual virtual SOFA Summit is hosted by Shabnam Weber, president of the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada. 
And then we visit London, where Kyle Whittington, founder of the Tea Book Club, reviews The Story of Japanese Tea, a fascinating book by Tyus Soson, covering cultivation, manufacturing, history, and culture. The all-day SOFA Summit begins at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, May 21st. It is a lively virtual chat that introduces tea enthusiasts to dozens of tea experts, scholars, growers, and tea professionals from around the globe. Initiated of necessity during the pandemic, the popular event is again hosted by the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada. Jessica Natalie Willard outlines the day. On May 21st, viewers around the world will tune in to 11 hours of talks with tea professionals from the tea lands. The free event, which will be streamed on YouTube, is the creation of Shabnam Weber, President of the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada. I'm Jessica Natale Woolard from British Columbia, Canada. You may remember I chatted with Shabnam on the podcast a few episodes back. We spoke about the tea sommelier program she designed. Shabnam is with us again today to give us a preview of what we can expect in those 11 hours of tea talks. Welcome back, Shabnam. Lovely to have you on the podcast again. Well, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, It's our pleasure. So I understand the association has planned its second SOFA Summit, a free full day of virtual presentations from tea professionals from around the world. Now, you'll be streaming for 11 hours straight, as I understand it. But what can our listeners expect this year? Well, um, we started SOFA Summit last year out of necessity because of COVID and the inability to do anything in person, but it was such a big success that I've decided to do it again. So we've got, I believe, 24 or 25 guests from around the world. We'll be traveling through about 13 or 14 different time zones. And it's really me chatting with a variety of people representing all parts of the supply chain. Some are business owners, some are tea lovers, um, some are heads of companies, and some just have a deep passion for this tea, which actually I would say is probably the thread that connects all of us. That sounds amazing. Wow, that's a lot of speakers. And over 11 hours, I guess that covers all the different time zones. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a long day. And I can tell you from experience last year, it is exhausting, but it's worth every moment of, you know, being on there and, and, and just being able to share this with the tea community and bringing us all together. So who do you think would find value in watching these sessions? I think that because our panel, or rather our guests, represent such a wide range of the industry, I think everybody who has any interest in tea would be interested. I wonder, do you have any advice for information overload? So if we have viewers that really want to sit down and experience the full 11 hours, um, do you have any tips on how people can get the most out of these sessions? 
Well, honestly, it's, um, I think that the best way for people to do it, because you're absolutely right, it can be information overload. But I think the best way, and this is what people did last year, is they sort of tuned in and tuned out. Because we're on YouTube Live all day long, you can just sort of come in and, and, and go out as you please or whatever your schedule allows you. The other option, of course, is, you know, tune in to the areas that you might be interested in. We'll be posting um, the, the, the schedule in advance, so you can sort of pick and choose what you're interested in. in initially. But the other plus, of course, is that we record the entire thing. So all 11 hours will be available. And then we segment it out based on, you know, what point within the video you can fast forward to to catch whichever speaker. So you can sort of dissect it that way after the fact as well. So it's not a, you know, listen now or it's gone forever. You always have the chance to go back and pick up things you may not have been able to get into your head at that time. Well, for your second year, it sounds extremely well organized. And I understand that people can even watch last year's Sofa Summit as well, correct? That's right. If you go to our YouTube channel, um, if you go to t.ca, our website, um, you'll find a link to our YouTube channel. And absolutely, you'll find last year's on there as well. It was uh, it was a big leap of faith last year. And um, I always say, you know, it's a big testament to the tea industry that on a Monday morning, I decided I was doing this. And by Tuesday afternoon, everybody I'd sent invites to said, yes, I'm on board, count me in. So and this year has been no different. Everybody has been so giving of their time and so wanting to just connect and be a part of this amazing industry we call tea. Well, that speaks volumes to the contacts that you've built around the world. And Canada isn't a country strongly associated with tea uh, in terms of culture or industry, although we have passionate, devoted tea drinkers and tea professionals. Why did the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada decide to be the one to move forward with this in celebration of International Tea Day? To be honest with you, you know, there are different events happening with different people in different parts of the world. So there are certainly different associations doing different things. Um, And, uh, you know, this just happened to be my brainchild and I just happened to be Canadian. So (laughs) Um, that's really what it boils down to. But um, to be honest with you, it's, it's years and years of being in the industry and years and years of traveling and connecting with people. And, and that's one of the, you know, as I said, it's, it's really, it is a testament to tea and what it represents. The ability to just draw us all together is quite phenomenal. And the connections and the people that you connect with is even more extraordinary because everybody really is, you know, it may be their business, it may be how they're earning a livelihood, but at the same time, there's this, there's this deep, deep love that connects everybody to, to tea and, and, and the business of tea. So our listeners can learn more at tea.ca, is that right? Yes. If you go to our website, click on events, you'll find a, uh, a microsite that we've created for International Tea Day, and we'll be sharing the link for the YouTube channel, probably the week before the actual event itself, but we'll have that on our social media platforms as well. Well, thank you so much, Shabnam, president of the Tea and Herbal Association of Canada. We're looking forward to to hearing from you again on the SOFA Summit on May 21st. Tea Book Club founder Kyle Whittington considers the story of Japanese tea by Tyus Sosen one of the best and most comprehensive books on Japanese tea available. 
Here's his report. Therefore, it can be said that a tea, once it reaches us, is only half finished, and that the way in which it is brewed is the final stage of bringing the tea to life. In the sections below, I present a range of suggestions on how to fully enjoy a tea tasting session, but rather than focusing on claims as this tea should be brewed in such manner, I prefer to direct focus to letting you decide on how to infuse the tea you have in front of you. And that's a quote from the story of Japanese tea by Taya Sosen, and probably one of the best and most comprehensive books on Japanese tea available. Hello, I'm Kyle Whittington, founder of Tea Book Club. Although I'm based in the UK, Tea Book Club is an international group of tea lovers and readers who meet up virtually each month to discuss tea books. Whether you already love and think you know Japanese tea, or just getting into it, this book is definitely a must-read. Taya Sosen takes us on a fully immersive look at Japanese tea through history, cultivation and production, customs, and the different types of Japanese tea, as well as advice on preparing and drinking Japanese tea. From the traditional and historical, right through to the bang up to date, this is a fully rounded and thorough book, an entire chapter is devoted to matcha, but it was the wide-reaching exploration of different types of Japanese tea that really stood out for me. For example, there's more to buncha than meets the eye. Who knew there was such regional variety? The discussion around how censure might have tasted before mechanised production and those now trying to replicate this taste was truly fascinating and really got me thinking. Tyus also explores rare and unusual teas such as goishicha, a post-fermented tea, and dancha, a precursor to matcha. Tyus's discussions around farming methods and taking care of the land are important and backed up with case studies. Well worth reading. Overall, an excellent book which really shines a light on the subject of Japanese tea. My only slight gripe? It could perhaps have done with an edit by a native English speaker to iron out some of the language which can, at times, be a tad clunky. But then, I couldn't exactly write such a book in a second or third language so hats off to Tyus on compiling and writing this truly fantastic book. Here's how one tea book club member summed it up. I really liked it. It's really hard to find a book on Japanese tea that's really dedicated to it. For a book with so much great content, it was actually pretty readable. And if you'd like to join us for our next read, you can find us at Join Tea Book Club on Instagram or teabookclub.org. by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of tea biz journalists and tea experts? Contact them directly through Subtext, a private message-based platform. Avoid the chaos of social media and start a conversation that matters. Subtext's message-based platform lets you privately ask meaningful questions of the tea experts, academics, and tea biz journalists reporting from the tea lands. You see their responses via SMS texts, which are sent direct to your phone. Visit our website and subscribe to Subtext to instantly connect with the most connected people in tea. Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.